Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I'm CEO podcast and formerly the CEO chat podcast. So doing something a little bit different as we ease into the fall from the summer and, you know, everybody's traveling a lot more. You know, life is obviously a lot different than it has been in the last uh, four years, definitely since I started this, let alone the last two years or so. But I had a podcast called the CEO Chat Podcast, which is a lot more of a long form podcast. I didn't really reach the 1400 plus episodes that we did with the I Am CEO podcast. So it's a lot more long flowing, a lot more conversational, but might be dusting off the uh, the CEO Chat Podcast and bringing that back out. So with that being said, while considering that, what I wanted to do is go through some of the interviews that I had that were some of my favorites and share those. It's not going to obviously be the full entire interview. We're going to have links in the show notes so that you can go and listen to the full interview. But I wanted to do some snippets that you can get. You're going to hear, of course, you know, the visibility either the resources or the connections in each of these different snippets. So it's going to be one of those things that's really going to help you to hopefully learn more about the guests that's on the show, what they do, how they do, why they do it, but also get that opportunity to really um, learn about some resources that can make you more effective and efficient. So sit back and enjoy this special throwback CEO chat episode. One of the first books I ever read was E-Myth by Michael Gerber, and it's how to systematize your business so that your business can give you out of life what you want other than what most people do. It's just the opposite. Entrepreneurs just basically start a company and now they have a job. They still have a job because if they don't show up, they don't make money. So I got that literally the first couple of weeks in business. I'm like, I am going to make my business so I can use it to get out of life what I want. So early on, I started systematizing, started hiring good people, started putting processes in place. And now the company literally runs without my involvement. I'm still the CEO, but I could literally leave for six months and come back and the company would be in, you know, in good shape. Second question you asked was, how did I learn it? Boy, we went through some hard knocks. I did not have a mentor at the time. So we made, we made millions and we lost millions. We, we just made some terrible mistakes along the way. But through trial and error, we learned. We learned how to raise money. We went and ra- raised tens of millions of dollars to, because at, at most, most, of our, most of my career, what I was doing, I was buying renovating and selling houses. Well, you can imagine if you're buying 20 houses a month or 15 houses a month in the DC market, and then you're putting in $50,000, how much actual cash you need. So literally we had tens of millions of dollars in debt. And last December, it was like, you know, things just aren't working. I was struggling making payroll. And I was thinking, God, did all this hard work that I did, is it going to go down the drain? And I was like, there's got to be a better way. And I knew that renovations were literally the hardest part of the business. So I said, if we could get rid of renovations, we would just be in so much better shape. So we did just that. And so what we do now is we get get the house under contract. We never do actually buy it. But then we go out and find a cash buyer who doesn't know how to market as well as we do. And we assign the contract to that cash buyer and we make a nice hefty fee in between there. So you've heard of people saying, oh, you can buy real estate with no money down and without, you know, income or bad credit. And most people will slough it off and say, you know what, that's a scam. And that's what I used to think, too, until I really learned that it's not. And we're living proof. Uh, We're going to have our best financial year ever this year. We're probably going to do north of 200 transactions. And we never had to put out a dollar to buy a house. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what exactly is like a real estate investor? How would you define that? Yeah. So a real estate investor, I mean, there's, there's 
all different kinds of strategies you can do in real estate investing. You can buy houses, you can buy apartments, you can buy shopping malls. We focus on single family houses. Right now, we're doing wholesaling. So you can either buy a house, fix it up, and resell it. You can buy a house, fix it up, and you can rent it. Uh, there's all kinds of different strategies, but we're focused on just the wholesaling part of it. What the, in terms of the business, what it looks like is we have about probably 10 people all together on the acquisition and sales. They're the ones who are actually taking calls from sellers and buyers and you know matching them up. We have a uh, marketing department right now that's about three and a half people. We do rely on about eight VAs, virtual assistants in the Philippines, to help us with calling people and just different support issues. And then we have a small accounting department. I have a COO, myself, the CEO, and then my partner, Judd Allen. So that's that's kind of what the company looks like. You know, you have a strong team in place because you sounds like you found talent and you've been able to attract talent and be able to keep talent so that you're able to kind of grow and, and build that business. That's the, that's the truth. And I've heard someone else say this, that you're truly only long term competitive advantage is your people. So we didn't always have the greatest people. It seemed like we always had one or two weak links in our team. And I can say with 100% surety that this is the first time in 14 years that we don't have one single wink, uh, weak link in our in our in our chain and our team. And so we are just so excited. I mean, we're while we've had a lot of success, we feel like with all the mistakes and everything that we learn, that we're really in a position now that we're poised to just explode. So we're really looking at some um, some really interesting concepts to get us to be a uh, regional and nationwide company here in the next eight, 18 months. So I know we talked a little bit more about, um, you know, real estate investing and what that means. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that, you know, haven't or would love to kind of reach the success that you've reached. So what should people do if they're thinking about, you know, maybe buying a a single family home and and wanting to flip it? What what types of things would you uh, tell them to do? So the number one thing is just be if if you actually are going to buy it and flip it, that means buy it, fix it up and resell it. Just know that the renovation part is a a brutal, brutal undertaking. It it can be just devastating to some people because if you don't know how to deal with contractors and you don't know how to renovate or estimate the renovations of a home, it can eat you alive. What I would highly urge you to do is do exactly what we're doing, and that's um, wholesaling, where you don't actually buy the house. And if you're dead set on rehabbing, okay, fine, I get that. But at least take you know, do two or three or 10 wholesale transactions so you can understand how the process works. I came out with a book, I don't know, a couple of months ago called Wholesaling Secrets. Discover this one technique we use to close over 200 wholesale deals every year consistently. They can start there. On my site, bradchandler.com, there's a blog that has a ton of info, useful information in terms of uh, marketing and whatnot. And then, um, you know, I have literally developed a coaching program in the last six months because I felt there was a real void in the space. There's a lot of gurus out there teaching it, but yet they didn't have a business that I ever wanted to aspire to have. And that is they did a couple of deals and they said, hmm, maybe I can make more money teaching people how to do this. But hardly any of them have a seventh level business that's functioning without their day-to-day involvement. So I thought to myself, you know, I've made a lot of money. I want to give back. I love teaching. So I built this coaching brand and, you know, we just launched uh, last month. Awesome. Awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, we're going to make sure to have all of those uh, notes and links to you know, the books and, and the show notes. So could you take us through, I mean, if you're actually coaching people, could you take us through like some of the things that you've seen that have led people to be, you know, very successful at wholesaling or, or, or starting their business? Yeah. So, um, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. As I mentioned, I read that book in ninth grade, but I was selling blow pops in like seventh grade. So I've always been enthralled with business and how some people succeed and how other people's, how other people don't. 
And I said to myself, when I figure this out, I'm going to write a book. Well, it wasn't until the last six months of building my coaching program that I figured it out. Why is it that someone can come from a broken home and just be wildly successful? And then another person can come from a great home, great education, and they don't achieve great success. And you know what it all comes down to? It all comes down to mindset. It's what, when the person wakes up every day, what are they telling themselves? Are they telling themselves that I'm not smart enough? I'm not good enough. You know, I can't do this. Or are they saying, I may not be the smartest guy in the world or, or lady in the world, but I'm going to figure this out. So the number one thing that whether you get into real estate or selling cars or high tech, whatever it is that you're planning on starting a business, if you don't have the proper mindset, you will never succeed. I can give a hundred people the exact same coaching program that I do. And there's going to be a few select ones that run with it and make millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. And then there's going to be a bunch of them that don't. And I guarantee you it's exact same information. So why are some people succeeding? Are those three or 10 or 20 people who are succeeding? Are they smarter than the other people? Nope, not at all, because I'm certainly not the smartest person in the in the world. I had uh, such a low GPA and SAT scores that it's embarrassing. I won't even share it. But I always believed that I could just figure things out. And I always said, I'm not going to quit until I do. And so that is the number one thing for any successful real estate investor or any business owner is get your mindset right and then get your systems right. If it's a marketing business, we learned over the years, you've got to have a killer follow-up system before you start spending a dime in marketing. I made that mistake. I didn't have a killer follow-up system. And I know that we lost hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars because we didn't have a good follow-up system. It really wasn't probably until five years ago that we developed this amazing follow-up system. And it's really been a game changer. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. You know, definitely, especially the mindset thing. I think so many people um, ignore all of that stuff and and they don't pay attention to their mindset when in reality, sometimes they grow really successful businesses, but because their mindset is weak or they don't really have that developed as much as they should, then the business falls apart and they don't really understand why. Or some people are not even able to get things off the ground and they think, hey, I'm smart. Hey, I'm talented. I know how to do X, Y, and Z, but they really don't think they could be successful. So that's huge that um, you you know, you're echoing that and you're helping people to kind of understand that that has helped, you know, equal and it helps you with your success. Yeah. But you made a good point. Like you could, you could, like we had success right out of the bat, right out of the gate. I mean, boom. And then of course, like with any business, things got really, really tough. So if you've got the wrong mindset when things get tough and you're like, you know what, that was a fluke. I should have never done this. It's the same thing. Like you've got to have that mindset all, all along. And believe me, like I'm not perfect. Like I'm trying to break through a whole nother level right now and take this company regionally and nationally. And I'm also trying to not trying, I'm growing this real estate coaching program. And I've got to, you know, make sure that my mindset's like, hey, Brad, you can do this. You, you, you know, it's not going to be easy, but you can do this. You know exactly what you need to do. So it's not something that comes easy probably for anyone. It's just something just like with anything else. you got to work on it to be good at it. Now, I, I know that you're juggling a lot of different things. So you have your coaching program, you have Express Home Buyers. Could you take us through what a typical day is for Brad? I know you mentioned that you have your commute to kind of start out your day. Could you take us through like what happens after that? Yeah. So I typically work out three, three or four days a week. I get up in the morning, I get my kids to school, go to the gym. I get to the gym at, you know, quarter nine, get out of there at 10, get to the office at like 10, 15. And I have a COO with Express Home Buyers, and I have my operations manager with Brad Chandler Coaching. And she does a fa fantastic job of helping me plan out my day. One thing I literally didn't learn the last until the last couple of years from re reading this book, The One Thing by Gary Keller, 
is that uh, I literally probably wasted thousands of hours over the last 13, 14 years being in business doing tasks called shallow tasks that didn't mean much. And that's, you know, checking email mostly that didn't really lead me to my goal. So the one thing every day I get up and I say, what's the one thing I can do today such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary. And typically that one thing is time blocking, time blocking where you cut out all distractions. It used to be that when you interviewed, people would say, oh, are you a multitasker? Oh yeah, I can do 10 things. Well, studies have proven that that is such a flaw that really, really smart people shut off everything and focus. And this, again, this goes across business and goes into sports as well, the greatest athletes. They're able to focus for 40, 50, 60 minutes at a time and have intense focus. So I've started to do that in the last two years, and it's been a real game changer where I say to myself, okay, I'm going to time block my day. Today I had, I think, three or excuse me, two two two-hour time blocks. And I'm not doing anything else. I'm turning off my anything that can distract me, and I'm focusing on those things. And those things are the things that are going to move you towards your five-year goal, your one-year goal. The premise of the One Thing book was you can do anything in five years. So you set your five-year goal, and then you ask yourself, what can I do? What can I do this year to reach my five-year goal? And then you ask yourself, what can I do this month to reach my year goal? And then what can I do this week to reach my monthly goal. And you go all the way down to what can I do right now to reach my daily goal? And then make sure that every day you focus on that one thing. What most, so many entrepreneurs and not not even entrepreneurs, but just team members and, and employees do is they focus on the phone that rings, the text that's coming in and email. At the end of the day, they've gotten all this stuff done, but did it really move them towards their goal? And most of the time the answer is no. So that's that's what my day looks like. It's 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 really now it's turning off distractions and doing time blocking on the things that really matter and not getting bogged down in details that are pretty much just distractions that could wait until after the really important work was accomplished. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's actually one of my favorite books, the one thing. And and it helped me to understand how to focus because I started to see things as more like dominoes rather than, you know, trying to take on the world in one day. You do those small things. And I love that the fact that you broke it down to something that's very, very simple to do every day where you're talking about time blocking. So a lot of people think that it would be something like, oh, I have to, you know, sell a house every day or I have to make a connection. But really, you broke it down to something that's very, very simple. And I, that's definitely why, you know, I love that book in the idea of that book. Yeah, I just finished reading where I'm, I'm about, I say half an hour because I'm on listening to it on Audible, but there's a book called Deep Work. And the entire book is about how successful people get really deep and focused in their work for short periods of time per day. And it is a, you got to read the book. It's a, it starts out a little slow. I'll warn you about that, but it is a fantastic book. Awesome. Awesome. Bradchandler.com is is a is the best place. I'm at Brad at Bradchandler.com email. And then there's a there's a lot of good information on that site and like I said, the free book and stuff that will give you a flavor of the business. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Brad, I, I really appreciate you kind of taking time out of your schedule. Um, I just wanted to give the floor to you if there's anything additional you wanted to let us know. But um, again, I really, truly appreciate the time that you, you, you took out of your schedule. No, I appreciate you having me on, Gresham. And we, we did cover a lot of stuff today. I hope it was helpful to your listeners. And I guess just in closing, I see a lot of really unhappy people and whether it's their job or their relationships or their, you know, their marriage. And I just think to myself, and they, and, and they don't change. They just keep doing the same thing day after day. And 
or, or people in really bad health that don't take care of themselves. And I think to myself, like, what are these people thinking? Do they think that, you know, this is just a dress rehearsal and they're going to come back and be able to live their life over again? The answer is this is not a dress rehearsal, ladies and gentlemen. This is your life. You only have one life to live. So why not make it exceptional? Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast and the CEO Chat podcast. And I hope you enjoyed this special episode. Gave us an opportunity to kind of take some of the snippets from some of the longer form podcasts that we have and repurpose them here. And we might be dusting off the CEO Chat podcast and talking a little bit more about uh, some of those longer form episodes and hopefully some of the people that have been on the I Am CEO podcast on the longer form episodes. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed this little snapshot of course you can go to ceochat.co and have the opportunity to listen to the full complete version of the episode Uh, but also you can maybe see that it's very important to to create content but also to be able to listen to and take in the hacks the nuggets the the stories just all the things that make these uh interviews so unique and so special so i hope you enjoyed this episode and be sure to follow up with the guests Follow up with the CO Chat podcast and hear about all the awesome things we're working on.